Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about money, which is really exciting because it's honestly one of my favorite topics to talk about. I minored in business and honestly, that I did not learn a ton about money in school. No one did. And I think that's part of the problem. So I wanted to create this conversation around money that's really helpful because I learned the best by experience and also self education. And I think that's the biggest way to really educate yourself when it comes to finances. For all you she bosses and he bosses out there, let's be real. It's not the 1950s anymore. Women have the power. Women can make the wealth. And to some people that is intimidating. But I am so about having the power, having independence, creating your own life to then bring it to the table. So today I'm talking to my own financial advisor about her journey when it came to becoming an advisor and how she creates a community of women, of strong, incredible women to talk about money and help them on their financial journey to success. Welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you for listening in. Today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is money and how to manage it. So Rosanna is the president of Queen Vest, which is a financial planning and business consulting firm in Beverly, Mass, and in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. She's a wealth coach for the modern day she boss, which is exciting. With her background in finance, Rosanna helps you create a life that you love today to feel secure about your financial future. And I can contest to that because she's my financial advisor, my own personal one. So thank you so much for coming on today. And what is one thing that defines your lifestyle? One thing that defines uh, my lifestyle, growth and personal satisfaction in spending my time in a meaningful way. So as far as lifestyle goes, I think it's environments and uh, places that support my personal growth. So one of my favorite places is our our, um, house on the Cape. And my lifestyle has changed over time, just like everybody else's. I used to be not a morning person at all. Um, but over time, and especially after starting my business, those morning um, hours are so precious um, because they give me this peace of mind and give me this quietness, a uh, uh, quiet space um, to to just be on uh, uh, by myself. Um, so one one of my favorite things is to wake up uh, super early in the summer on the Cape and going for a walk on the beach yeah. so that I can meditate, so I can look at the ocean and I can look um, um, look at the, the sky and the sun coming up. Um, so anything, any environments, any cozy places that just support my, um, just my feeling of fulfillment, which always comes with learning something somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And I can totally relate. I feel like the audience will be able to as well. I am also a morning person and really appreciate the hours between six and seven, because that's when I work out. And then like the hours between like seven and 10 is when I really grind and can thrive and be creative. So I love that. And the Cape is beautiful. That's amazing. Can you talk a little bit about your background? So I read that you're from Armenia, which is cool. I have a few clients actually from Armenia as well. Can you talk about your background and how it kind of affected where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in a, uh, well, when I, I was born in Soviet Armenia, and uh, by, by the time I graduated from high school, so Soviet Union didn't exist, mm. and um, Armenia became independent. 
but um, after having gone through being a communist country and then for sort of from the economic uh, disruption and upheaval, um, it was really tough times growing up. Uh, it was economically very depressed and there wasn't mm -hmm. much going on. I always bring this example that when I was in college, um, we had a, we had this one one gas pipeline to Armenia that got that keep the that kept getting uh, blown up. So we had absolutely no electricity, no gas. Um, so uh, my college actually closed for the winter because it was just so cold. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of um, uh, my background in terms of like how I grew up. But and then also because of the, the economic situation, my mom uh, my mom lost her job. Um, so since I was eighteen, I started supporting myself mm -hmm. um, and her because I was I knew English and I worked as an interpreter for the uh, International Monetary Fund and uh, mm -hmm. the uh, the World um, the World Bank. Um, and that sort of gave me a lot of sense of uh, empowerment in a way. Um, the fact that I can stand up for myself and what making good money actually can do to your life as a woman. Mm -hmm. um, so if there is one takeaway from this background, it's uh, it's that that feeling of uh, independence and I can do anything approach. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is how I feel too when it comes to money. And I feel like we're living in a whole different world. And when, how old were you when you came over to the U.S.? Uh, I was at 22, so oh, early wow. 20s. Yeah, well, that's so impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you said you worked in the corporate kind of financial world. And when did you start QueenVest? I started QueenVest about five years ago. Wow. After, okay. yeah, it's it, time flies <laughs> for sure. And I started it, it after spending about 20 years in the financial industry, in the investment industry. I've always knew, known that I wanted to uh, start my own business, but I kind mm -hmm. of, I, I went in different directions. I've done a lot of things in my career, uh, but then just working with people, people, especially with women and positioning them for financial security is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be, to be doing it today. Yes. And actually, that's one of the main reasons what drew me to you. So I found you through Dave Ramsey's book, which is really great. And I've I've watched Dave Ramsey since I was really young because I'm really kind of a nerd and into finances and stuff. But when I found you, there was a bunch of different options. But I thought that your business motto and your philosophy of empowering women through financial planning and wealth building was really kind of like where I was coming from. So that's what drew me to you. And would you say most of your clients are women or, or do you have a mix? I would say that most of my clients are women. I do have a mix, but the way um, that I started working with with clients is it's mostly women approaching me. If they they can mm. be single or or in a relationship, yep. Uh, but it's the women who lead who lead the charge. I love this topic because like this is how we're living nowadays, and like it's great to see the equality and how women can be so empowered and make their own money and be successful. And I feel like I was listening to something and it's intimidating to some men. And it's just very interesting. What kind of outlook do you have on that when it comes to finances and women empowerment? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I feel like this is the last frontier that we need well to conquer. Uh, our own empowerment around money and being comfortable 
comfortable uh, with money and also being comfortable with the idea that we can build wealth uh, for for ourselves. I, I was talking to somebody uh, actually a little earlier and the, one of the first questions um, I'm asking uh, when I meet with um, uh, prospective clients is, what is your first memory of money? Um. Right, because I can find out so much from uh, what how somebody grew up and what kind of conversations they had around dinner table mm. and uh, what kind of experiences they had, um, because it can tell me a lot about their approach, their challenges, uh, their some some of the things that they may be intimidated around money, mm. and knowing that can help me to just take them to this place of um, more empowerment and positive mm. approach uh, approach to money. Um, and I've lately connected to so many women investors, um, and I can see this sea change in this wave of women start saying, you know what, I'm making the money. It's time to think that yeah. it's time to do something with it and provide for myself and for my family and uh, provide for my financial security. That is incredible. And I love how you start with that question. What's your earliest memory of money? It almost feels like I haven't been to therapy, but I've talked to a lot of therapists on this show and they kind of start with that type of question when it comes to like love life or like relationships or like trauma. So it's interesting because I think it is true. Like a lot of our foundation comes from how we grew up and the environment we grew up in. So it's important to kind of dig deep and figure out how we started to figure out what we're doing now in the present. What's your first memory when it comes to money? Yeah, I think it has to do with the fact that, uh, again, where I grew up, I grew up with a, with a mother who had a um, single mom. So she had she had to work to support us. us uh, um, and it was never easy. So she, so she had to work three jobs to make wow. it. Right. So um, it was just always, um, always hard, always uh, never, never really enough for luxuries. But we always uh, had the basics, things that was super important to, to her. Uh, was for me to have um, English lessons. Mm. Um, so I grew up bilingual with Armenian and Russian because that's we were on the Soviet influence, so Russian was prevalent. Mm. But she 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 wanted me to learn English, and despite the fact that we had very little money, um, she always had private uh, tutors for me. Wow! And that opened so many doors for me later in life. Um, um, and so when all these international organization aid organizations uh, came to Armenia, they needed people who knew the language so I could have the job and then when I met my um, future husband who was a Peace Corps volunteer wow. we didn't have this language barrier and then finally when I moved to the states it was good not to worry about having learning a language and just being integrated into society right away totally um, yeah so it created the sense of freedom for you for from a really young age which is incredible and i think a lot of people are afraid to talk about money and maybe even more so women because it just seems like a taboo topic or sensitive or personal how do you suggest that we change that conversation i think by normalizing these conversations the more communities we create uh, and the more women get together and and talk about money um, and the more we learn, the more there is classes, education, YouTube videos, whatnot, just to make sure that the conversation is uh, sort of out there and, and it's just uh, 
becomes part of who who we are mm. i think that's one that's that's a good way probably to uh, uh, just get over that this this feeling um i think it will take time i think i see so many mothers teaching their daughters yeah um, that's going to be another thing um that will help totally. but honestly i think what's really a gaping hole is is the lack of financial education in, in our schools agreed yeah um Right. If if that was a if that was a required topic or a subject that we, the kids learned, then it would be just as normal as um as normal as math or or <laughs> science or yeah. wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. No, honestly, I totally agree. Like I was so lucky, and I grew up with a father who was really careful with finances and understood that cash is king and all of that. So that's how I got to grew up and was very lucky that way. But I realized going to college and growing up now, just because someone's an adult doesn't mean they know how to handle finances. And I think you're right, creating conversations around it and education, like you really don't know what you're doing until you do self-education. And lucky, luckily for me, I'm very interested in it. So I was digging, digging, digging. But a lot of the figures that I was listening to, like Dave Ramsey and so on, were male. So it's great to start seeing faces like you. And there are a few people on YouTube that I listen to that are women. And we're just all sharing the information and learning from each other, which is great. And what do you think is the biggest misconception when it comes to wealth building and planning for wealth? What my approach to wealth building is just look, uh, there is really nothing just um, nothing absolute, right? And there is nothing that's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. As long as you make progress towards something, it, it's very important to to just just um, keep keep putting away resources for, for your future. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people focus on income and careers and um, right. making more money, thinking, well, you make more money. Um, then I'll be I'll be better off. I'll be good. Yeah. But unless you turn your income into assets, into something tangible that you can uh, you can rely on, then your income is just not a good good way to build that financial financial stability. Also, wealth building is not this huge thing that's out there that you can do something just extraordinary that's reserved to some people who have special or secret knowledge. Mm -hmm. Wealth building is just a little a, a few little things that you can do consistently over time and wealth happens what is wealth it's like accum accumulation of assets and how do you accumulate assets you put them away you, you grow them and and wealth uh, and that's how you grow wealth yeah no that's really smart and i think it comes down to discipline <laughs> it comes down to the fact that i've been disciplining myself since i made money starting probably at age 12 when i started babysitting but i just am so used to it so it's not painful for me to put x amount into my roth ira or x amount into my loans each month or save so it's just like literally creating these habits just like in your daily lifestyle just like you walking on the beach or like eating healthy or anything like you have to integrate these things into your life to see the long-term results and what is your current opinion on the economy and just like where it's going? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I have thoughts and forecasts, but then I know that tomorrow I'm going to get wake up and there's going to be some other news that will <laughs> change my opinion or forecast. Right. Um, I think we're going through, it's there, we're going through so much uncertainty in the world um, that it's, it's really just a place where um, there is, there, 
it, it really depends on where you are in the economy and how, and mm -hmm. how you're affected by it. On the one hand, um, we have lower lower unemployment, which is going to uh, keep the Fed right. I don't know. I just wanted this conventional thing, right? Right, raising rates, and then how that's going to to percolate through the economy. I think we will probably go through some some uncertainty and so some some. Um, some level of uh, recessionary pressures in the next uh, few few months. I mean, there is a war going on, and, and we're right. heavily, as a country, we're we're heavily involved in it. Right. To answer your um, your question, I think there is just going to be a lot of ups and downs, some small ones, and some, some big ones. Probably more downs than ups in the next mm -hmm. at least a year or so. Um, and then from from the perspective of our own lives. We just need to make sure that we're protected from from where we are. What kind of a career do you have? What kind mm -hmm. of a company you're working at? What what are your resources? Yeah. Right. And so, and if you're if you're in a place and in a position just just to create that kind of a safety for yourself, like it's a good good thing to to focus on. Just have a little extra cushion of cash uh, sitting mm -hmm. um, in a bank somewhere, so that um, if you're um, if you're in a vulnerable place with your job or your business, you can you can you can weather it. Mm. Um, and then as an investor, it's a tough environment. Well, to me, this is a great opportunity to buy into the markets because right. they're down. They're, they're down. If you have time and you're not worried about paying bills from your retirement account, I think this is a great great um, great time to look for opportunities and just be more aggressive. Yeah, no, that's totally and, true. Yeah, and I I do work with some real estate investors as well, and. Um, it's it's depending on where you are in the country uh, so, um, some places are less of an investor friendly uh, uh, states than others but there is there is always opportunities uh, to to invest and and grow your wealth yeah that's so true and i think you're right like in a sense recession sounds scary to a lot of people but a lot of millionaires and just opportunities are available and millionaires were made during the 2008 recession more than ever. And I just think it's interesting because there are two ways to look at any situation. And it is scary to think about that maybe there would be a downturn in the stock market or the economy, but there is always opportunities to see. And I think that's just a mindset shift, which is important, but also for people who are maybe nearing retirement versus say just in school still like what are some differences there that we should be doing as we are at different stages of life yeah if, if you're young it's about it's about accumulation um it, put away anything you anything you can um be be courageous and and be be open-minded um and be open to learning and yeah. uh, making mistakes also don't be too safe because uh when you do, when you go too safe, you kind of get used to it, and then the, the second some volatility hits, your people panic. Right. Um, so what I would say is just understand, um, under uh, understand that time is your biggest friend when you're young, um, and you have time to recover from uh, ups and downs. Um, and your biggest opportunity is investing very uh, more proactive, aggressive way. Mm -hmm. And if you're in closer to retirement, it's, it depends on what you have done in the previous 25, 30 years. Right. Right. At the very basic level, when you re, when you're close to retirement, it's, it's losing your income. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then uh, evaluating my ass, your assets, and, think, and saying, okay, if the um, if I don't have income and the markets go down, then what do I do? Right. Um, so again, in that case, having 
having a cushion, having something in more conservative. Um, well, one thing about rise, uh, uh, rising rates is, is that uh, you, you, the cash that you're investing is um, earning more. Um, mm -hmm. So you can find places where you, where you, this you, the safety safety fund that you have will be um, will be giving giving you more return and make you feel good about being being more invested in in cash instruments that that can help you pay your expenses mm -hmm. and not um, be um, nervous about the markets as they are today. Yeah, no, all of that is so true. And I feel like people stress when they're young about money or, the, or they don't stress enough. And then it's like, oh, shoot, like I need to catch up with this. Or if they're on the verge of retirement, they're still stressing about money. And that stress is an emotion. How do you think emotions play into finances? Oh yeah, finances are emotional. Uh, I mean, we are emotional beings, right? We are. Uh, it's it's no secret that we make emotional decisions and then we justify them logically with reason. Yeah. And there is not to me there is nothing more emotional than money because it's your family, it's your history, it's it's part of who who you are. Mm -hmm. And understanding that as an advisor and as a consultant is a huge um, uh, factor for me because unless I have, unless I can work with people's feelings and um, what is important to them um, as human beings, um, I cannot advise them on their money. Money by itself is really meaningless. It's what, what it can do for you, for your life and your goals um, that is makes it actually worth looking at and, and working with. <laughs> I think too, it comes down to educating yourself and being financially literate which takes work and time. What are some resources that you use or like your clients use to really start understanding the economy and investing and money? Because some people, they might just be listening to this and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. How can people start today? But there are plenty of resources. You just have to find something that's credible and, mm -hmm. and that will give will put you on a path to sort of this long-term interest and curiosity about money. You know, just, just even if, if you just read the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you can you can get a lot a lot out a lot out of it. There are some fantastic books and psychology of money is one of my favorites. Uh, Simple Path to Wealth. Somebody was mentioned the latte factor. I think that's oh, I've heard of that. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. And I, there are so many different perspectives. Like I've been like on this journey of learning about money and finances for like probably 15, 20 years at this point, my whole life, basically. Um, and I think it's interesting because there are so many perspectives, like Dave Ramsey is pretty conservative, pretty old school, but then there are other people like Remit Sethi and like other people that are like flipping it on its head and it's all confusing. But what I've learned from all these self-help books and finance books is that you take one thing that works for you from each. You don't have to agree with everything you read or see or hear, but it's just like what works for you in your lifestyle. Do you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, you have a filter, right? right. In, your mind, in your head that says, okay, this is for me that it, and that that isn't. Right. And, and I like how you say, you know, the, if you take one more thing, one thing from everybody that re resonates with you and you can, you can apply to your life and your situation, 
and then uh, sort of in totality, if you go through different sources, you'll 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 find the one that that resonates with you more uh, more than any others, and then you can st stick with that uh, philosophy or that approach. Partly because I think I'm more and more whenever again I start working with clients, I want to understand what kind of uh, um, people they they are, right? If you, mm -hmm. even if you uh, think about like the six uh, uh, human needs or your money personality we're all wired differently so what will will um, resonate with us and be helpful to us is also different totally so so just having that self self-awareness even and knowing what's right for you then you can find somebody who's gone through their similar experience or has the same basic needs or mm -hmm. talks about topics that you have been thinking or have had similar experience then you can then you can say, okay, this is the person who I can, uh, who I trust the most. I like them. I like them. And then they can get me, they can give me the motivation to, to do something. But ultimately it's all about yourself. Like you have to get there on, on, on your own. Yes, and for sure. Through experience. <laughs> you have to have the bank account. You have to see it going up and down. You have to have the investment account. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> There's no substitute for experience. <laughs> exactly. That's so smart. And I, I like how you're creating this conversation around money and it's not really about money. It's about self-awareness, like what you're talking about. It's about managing emotions, figuring out what's important to you, finding your purpose, and like all these things come back to kind of like self-help and just like figuring out yourself and then seeing how that affects your finances and your money and your planning. Because I think people think of money as this foreign subject or object and they're like, I don't know where to start, but it all comes back to you and how you live your lifestyle and all that. So I think it's so important. And as people are doing this, if they're listening and they have kids or are going to have kids one day, what is like one thing that they should be kind of like guiding their kids to help them understand money better because you're right it's not taught in schools and if we learn ourselves how are we going to pass that on to our future generations yeah i think it's by example and just integrating mm -hmm. these conversations into into your everyday life yeah and being probably more open about money then that then you feel comfortable because if you are if, if your kid asks you how much money you're making and you kind of like oh that yeah. your kid absorbs that message and all of a sudden that's the first thing it's like oh okay it's talking about how much money you make is not okay yeah um so then you as as a woman you grow up grow up with that and then how it translates into salary negotiations and standing up right. for yourself and figuring out and, and advocating for your for your value. So it all starts with these little things that we sub, even subconsciously uh, do in our families. Um, so I recently came across a woman who has a, her the two kids and um, uh, that they live that their kids are very young, but they have investment accounts, they buy stocks, they Love. the conversations are very, uh, yeah, very open. It was, uh, it was eye opening to me as to how much the, how much they actually made uh, money part of their life and part of what they do with the kids. That's amazing. Um, yeah, because whatever hangups you have about the money, they're going to come out. Um, mm -hmm. So probably maybe, uh, maybe dealing with all your own challenges and understanding what they are and, and just consciously saying, okay, this is not what I want my kid to yeah. go through and have and just kind of figuring out a way to first clear up your your own your own challenges with money and then and then so, so then it becomes an easier topic to 
impart on your kids. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I think it's funny, like my little sister and I, when we were younger, we always played like bank and post office and we, we liked cash. We liked having cash. And like I had a box. I was like, this is what I'm saving for my car. This is what I'm saving for my house. When I was like seven years old, like I just always had cash. I got an allowance. I got 50 cent raise every year. And that's kind of like what shaped how I view money now. And it's like, I don't spend it if I don't have it. And that's exactly what my dad did. He would like have us count out the change from his hands every time we paid for something because he didn't use a credit card unless it was for his business. And all these little things really actually did create kind of how I deal and view money today, which is really important. And my mom was a stay at home mom. So it was just really cool to see like the dynamic there. And I think that mm -hmm. made me want to work <laughs> like really hard, maybe too hard to be in the business world. So that's just kind of mm -hmm. like my background. But it's interesting because I think you're right. If you dig deeper to kind of figure out how you grew up is if you're a parent right now, you can kind of like project that or like help your kids um, on their journey as well, because it's the little things that matter. And like you said, being a role model and leading by mm -hmm. example is so important. I love that. Mm -hmm. In general, kind of what is the theme of this year for you just when it comes to your life? Like, what are you really focusing on um, for you and your business? For my business, it's it's developing more of a, um, a community-based uh, relationships with my clients. I'm, I'm uh, connected with a few communities over again, women investors, and just, and just really um, providing value to uh, women who really want to be positioned uh, from sort of all aspects of wealth building and wealth protection, that they can have a more thoughtful approach to planning. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, I should invest in this thing. Or what about this? What about that? But how does it? And then you, 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 you end up in a situation where you have stuff everywhere, but then how it doesn't feel like you have an integrated plan. Right. Um, so that's, that's where I, that's where my business is, um, is headed. Um, and on a personal level, like, I think it's, I've been, as a new business owner, you, you work so hard, you work many, many yeah. hours. Um, and if you don't sort of take a step back and say, okay, this is, um, I'm working uh, way too, way, way too much on things that um, don't really move the needle. Mm -hmm. If I can just, just really prioritize my time and just focus on a few things that are important and then let the, let the other things go or, or just, just cut or just, just cut down on busyness. I think that will be way more um, impactful and lead to uh, better results and, and a better mindset too for, uh, for, for me. And it will actually help. Yeah. Everybody in my family just to see me more around. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I've been hearing this phrase basically like you have to sometimes slow down to speed up like in your personal life and life in general like that's kind of what I'm hearing is kind of stepping back and slowing down which I've been trying to do too in order to then hit the gas pedal really hard and speed up in your business or speed up in the area of your life that you really want to focus on so I think rest and relaxation and recharging like at the cape house which sounds amazing is like the perfect thing to do <laughs> but it yeah. all connects like finances love relationships like personal life everything is just it all connects and is integrated so i think it's an important conversation to have and what is like one last tip that you could share with women that are listening to really help themselves with confidence and empowerment in their life 
Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. So I have a lot of conversations with women around money. And I don't remember a single conversation where somebody, one woman didn't say, I don't want them to end up as a bag lady. Um, so it's just, it's just this visceral feeling that I feel like all women have around just being, not being, not getting to an older age, being uh, vulnerable in your sort of um advanced years and not having that safety and not having that security that will sustain you mm-hmm. um so so for me it's like um that fear i think drives a lot of women that and in good good ways and 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 bad ways mm-hmm. just understanding where that comes from and understanding what will personally make you feel that you don't uh you you lose that fear I think it's um it's an important uh, conversation to have and to see for again from whether it's working with an advisor or, or education or, or whatever it is um to have that and um to have that approach that yeah I have this fear and it's going to be with me but I need to mm-hmm. sort of counter it so that I can actually enjoy life in every stage of my every stage of my life and up to last minute (laughs) (laughs) that is so true I think that is a conversation that needs to be had and like talked about in these communities because a lot of times you're right people are led by fear and women have the power nowadays and that's amazing and I'm grateful to live in this era because it's like crazy like back literally 50 years ago it was different 20 years ago it was different so we are having more and more independence and power which is really exciting for us and our future generations too so finally can you plug yourself in tell people where they can connect with you find you look at your website Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, several ways. Um, my website is uh, queenvestllc.com and you can browse um, browse around. There is a blog uh, um, that yeah, you can you can read and reach out uh, uh, for, for a call. Um, I, I have a, a YouTube channel, Queenvest, uh, where I post uh, videos around money and investing and uh, finances. And I've recently started a Facebook uh, group that's called uh, Shiba's Money Show, <laughs> where I, I do Facebook Live uh, sessions on Fridays at uh, at noontime, most Fridays. Mm-hmm. And then again, we'll talk about um, yeah, that the group is brand new and I'm growing it. And and so far, I've been just doing um, lessons, but I'm hoping that will be a community where you can come in, ask a question, get connected with other women, and just sort of. Yeah, get started and advance in your in in your financial journey. Yeah, I love that. I'll have to join the Facebook group. And I have to say, being one of your clients, like I so appreciate your time today. And also too, like I kind of shopped around for advisors and speaking to you, I was like, oh, she gets it. And like, I totally connect with her and her story and her branding and everything. And I feel like as a young businesswoman, like you just have helped me so much understand and just help me plan for my future. And I hope people get that from this podcast because I would highly recommend you (laughs) to many people and to anyone. I just really like the way you look at finances and really guide people. So thank you again for your time. This was so insightful. Of course, my pleasure. And yes, you're a remarkable young lady and (laughs) you will do really well. And I'm I'm proud to be Thank you so much for listening in. I so appreciate your time and would not be where I am today without you and your support. 
If you leave a comment or message, a review, that would mean the world to me. Go tag me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle to see more content. And if you want to see more details from the show, go visit my website at lilygraceyork.com to see the show notes, live links, etc. Thank you again for listening in. I so appreciate your time and effort that you've put into my community and to make it what it is today. Have a wonderful day and I cannot wait for the next episode.